Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. And now, for the first time, we are bringing you the full story of what happened that fateful day. Hello, Steve. Hello, Giles. Hello. With the immortal words from the start of Plan 9 from Outer Space, we welcome you to the newest episode of This Our Johnny Domino. Apparently the worst film ever made. I, I I don't agree. I don't think that can be true in a world where Magnolia exists. I've not seen that. Oh, God, it's awful. okay. You see, Plan 9 from Outer Space knows what it is. Magnolia thinks it is great art. Yeah. And it's it's, it's awful. There's some really funny bits in Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah. I won't have a word said against it. It's a very enjoyable film. But it's enjoyable because it is terrible. But then how can it be bad? If you enjoy it, if you get something out of it, there's nothing in Magnolia. It's terrible. It's pretentious. Uh, I I mean, I hate to say it, but you're going to have to watch it, but you'll hate me for watching it. I don't know anything about it. What is it? It's it's Paul Thomas Anderson, isn't it? That's his name. I think it was one of his breakout films. And basically what it is saying, as far as I can work out, there's all these disparate stories that are linked across the city and they all kind of join together. And the worst bit is nothing against her individually as a person, but Amy Mann does the soundtrack and there's a song that she sings on the soundtrack. And at one point, all of these characters who don't know each other Mm -hmm. inexplicably sing along with the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And I nearly threw the television out the window at that point. Okay. It's so pretentious. I don't know why I've never heard of it. When is it from? 90s. I mean, there's a pre-credit sequence, which is really great. And after that, it's awful. There's all these, there's loads of famous people in it. It's, I know that there will be somebody listening to this who thinks it's a brilliant film. But for me, that's absolutely hands down the worst film I've ever seen. And I've seen Batman and Robin. Okay. You know what you are? Yeah. You're a law unto yourself because I, I kind of wanted to have a conversation about Plan 9 from Outer Space at the start of this episode. Happy to talk about and now, it. And now you've just turned it into a conversation about a film that I've never seen that you're telling me I should never see. But you've got to see it to know why you should never see it. Okay. 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 But Plan 9 is, I very much enjoy it as a film. And those bits of dialogue from that film used to pepper all of the compilation tapes I used to make for people, friends, girls I was trying to impress when I was at college. Yeah, you and your, you and your quotes on your tapes. Your compilation tapes, baby. Yeah, so here we are. This is, a, this is all about tapes. Yes. So this is a podcast where we're going to listen to some old music that we made and we are listening to it and talking about it and deciding which track is going to end up on a best of compilation. Yes. I'm Giles. And I'm Steve. And yeah, and we're brothers. And there you go. Yeah. So that's as if that. you couldn't tell. Yeah, last episode, I've got to mention it in passing, but I think you confused the listener somewhat by talking about the fact that you don't have a tape player. And the entire premise of the podcast is the fact that we're listening to our old tapes. Okay. So uh, I think that might need some explanation because it, it it just feels jarring, Steve. Okay. I don't have a working tape deck anymore. That's, that's, How that's, can that's that be? Fact. Because I, I got it out a couple of months ago. We're listening it, to the tape didn't... mountain. <clears throat> yes, well, all of the four-track recordings that Johnny Domino did, I mastered from 
the four track cassette tapes onto a DAT tape. Okay. Okay, it's a tape. So they're all on DAT tapes. As long as they're on tape. Yeah. And as part of figuring out how to use the DAT, I put random bits of music onto a DAT tape from like bedroom recordings and things like that. So we've got lots of tapes. And all right, then. I've put quite, I've digitized some in the past as well. But if we do find that we're running out of music to talk about, I can get hold of a tape deck. That's all right. I can put some more on there. But they're all tapes. They're all All tapes. I don't need to change the artwork. No. Okay. They were all recorded on those sorts of tapes. Okay. Well, that's okay then. I mean, if you want to be realistic, they were Maxell ones, but you know. Small details. It's a small detail, but. All right. I'll change it. No, it's fine. (laughs) Look, I've, I've had to swallow it since you did the logo. So. Yeah. Imagine if I'd come back to you and said, I love it, but it's the wrong tape. Yeah. Anyway, this is episode 21. 21. And this is going to be very exciting, this. This is going to be a space and science fiction special. Don't worry, I'm going to put some reverb and some delay on that. Okay. So all of all of the songs we're listening to have ostensibly got a sort of a space and science fiction theme, but we'll see about that. Yeah. And it's just an excuse to talk about that kind of stuff, I suppose. Yeah. And during the episode, I've set myself a challenge. I am going to try and drop in as many quotes from science fiction films as I can. Is it a competition? Yeah, you're going to see if you can spot them, Steve. Okay. May the force be with you. (laughs) Are they going to all be as subtle as that? Possibly. Amazing. You can count how many there are. It's going to be a really exciting game. Yeah, so keep mm. listening because you, yes. you never know when they're mm. going to come up. Yes. Shall we go for track one? I think so. This first song, mm-hmm. this one is the Johnny Domino song. Yes. In fact, they're all, they're all for Johnny These Domino all, yeah, songs. Yeah. Uh, and this one is one called Space. And... I don't know. All I would say about it really is there's a lot going on. Mm. There's a lot going on in this song. And I think it's got quite a nice sort of cosmic sort of celestial sound to it. But then I've got a bit of a problem with it because I think then the vocals just sound like a man shouting at, at you. So it brings you down from the cosmic celestial vibe. But see what you think. i 
So I, I'm not sure whether the mixture of cosmic and celestial and abrasive works on that track. To be honest, I think I think you're not being very imaginative uh, in your in your oh, appraisal right there. Go on, okay, because this is the kind of I'm going to come out with the kind of crap that you normally come out with. Okay, go on. Then. Because I think you start off in space and then you re-enter Earth's atmosphere. When the low baseline comes in, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're watching a, mod- a modern science fiction film, when like mm-hmm. um, like gravity or something, yeah. where they come back into Earth, it's very violent and very jarring, okay? Mm-hmm. I think you're coming back down to Earth. I think you could picture that. So you start off, it's very floaty. It's all very, a bit of a cliched 50s mm-hmm. idea of the, the beautiful silence of space and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And then... When the low baseline comes in, that's it. You, you're re-entering Earth's atmosphere, and you're getting back to reality. Okay. Well, I, I like. I mean, that is a nice imaginative interpretation. I, I don't know. I just think that the vocals are very harsh. You know what my favourite thing about those vocals is, right? Mm. I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lay it out right now. Mm. This is one of my favourite recordings we ever did. Oh. Whether it's just me and you or as a whole band. Oh. Okay. Now, right. Let me give you the two reasons why I love Soil it. Soil okay? and green is people. Can I... <laughs> Bing. Uh... It's a shock, though, Steve. It's a shock. <laughs> Go on. Oh, dear. Um, the two... <laughs> the two reasons, okay, is another example of a piece of music that we were making up where I thought, this is crap. And you were sort of like noodling around on the keyboards. So we recorded the keyboards and the acoustic guitar track at the same point with one microphone in the middle of the room. And I thought, this is rubbish. And you are sort of like doing your little three or four note keyboard bit. Just I can I can just see you pulling a daft face while you're doing it. Okay, I do that. Okay, I do that when so, I play the keyboards. Exactly. Well, doesn't everyone? Mm-hmm. And I thought I'll I'll just record it. So I love it because it's an example again of you hearing something that I didn't. Okay. And I also love about the fact with the vocals, you recorded the vocals on your own, and you did something called dropping in. Mm. With with the Tascam four track, you had the ability if you had like a foot pedal, you could drop in and record. Let's say if you made a mistake, you could yeah. drop in almost instantaneously. So it's like a composite vocal track. It is because there's bits where you're kind of going like low and mellow, and then at the same point you're going ah! mm. immediately afterwards. And you also recorded the keyboards on that same track. So there's mm. bits where there's like a keyboard noise which records over a bit of vocal or vice versa. Mm. And I just really like it. I like okay. I like that sort of... You're, in, you, you're liking the lo-fi vibe. I can't help it. it. You know, I, know, I, just, I know. I just think it would have worked better with a bit of... A bit more reverb on the vocals. No, it's a, a cliche. More, a bit more... I want it to be more cliche, though. I want it to be more like this is a spacey kind of song. Yeah, and we didn't have access to a reverb unit. I know, I know. Apart from an amplifier. Yeah, okay. I do like aspects of it. Everybody oh. wants to live together. You know, the yeah. man is shouting at the end, everybody wants to live together. Now. now. Which is an, which, which is an interesting view of the future. Everybody wants to live together now. I don't think I'm particularly positive about the fact that everyone wants to live together. I quite like living away from everybody. I think I think you can get that from the from the vocals there, from the yeah from Possibly. the delivery. I'm not sure I'm positive about like teaching the world to sing in perfect harmony. But it's nice to dream, though, isn't it? You've got to find your positivity where yeah, you and find there's a swear, it. There's a there's a there's a pretty harsh swear in that song as well. Which again, I never, I don't really like it when I do that. When I listen back, I just, I just tut at my younger self and go, "Come on, stop it!" Yeah, well, you know, stop we're all, we're all young ones, yeah, aren't we? I know. And can we just have a a word for the detuned bass guitar at the end? I tuned the bass down to a C, mm-hmm. and then just played it. 
I didn't sort of slow the tape down and distorted it heavily. And I just really like that when it kicks Great in. Great kid, but don't get cocky. There's another one. Bing. That's no moon. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Anyway, I, I disregard your, your problems with that okay. song. Well, I think you've made a fairly decent argument for it. There you go. But um, I'm not completely convinced yet. So I think we okay. need to listen to a couple more songs, which, which, may, which may supersede it. Yeah, the only problem with, with space as a song on an episode of a podcast where we're talking about songs mm. about space, its title, Space, is possibly a little bit on the nose. Which is rather. But then again, the next song is called Alien Song. Yeah. Do you remember anything about this? Not really. Mm. I mean, what, were you, what, what year was Space recorded? Space was from 1996. Yeah, and what about Alien, alien Song's a bit earlier? It's from Christmas 93 into 94. So I was in the middle of my second year at university. Mm. Okay. And we were recording it on the Texan 4x4 four-track recorder, which was a gift from an old piano teacher. Okay. Now, when we first used it, it only had two tracks, and then our mate Johnny P. Coolin got it to work on four tracks pretty much all the time. Not all mm. the time, but it would normally record four tracks. But if you wanted to re-record something again, it usually wouldn't wipe it completely. Okay. So it's got it's got a bit of an odd sound to it. Please stop it. It's it's stop it. It's ghastly. It's gar it's, it's, ga- it's ghastly. <laughs> Make it stop. That key is not easy for you to sing in. I don't think that's the only issue, but yeah. Oh God. God, God that was horrible, Steve. Sorry, I think we've stuck with we, I think we've got a new section. New section. New section. Okay. Songs that we need to erase from tape and never listen to again. I don't hate it as no. much as that. I don't think there's much I think we just to need it. to get rid of it, man. I don't, want it. I don't need it? that in my history. That's a terrible song. That's really bad. I mean, the lyrics okay. are like the, the most unoriginal and boring that I think I could possibly write. I mean, just so bad. So bad. And you're angry at your past self oh, today. Is this something we've got to yeah, maybe this is a therapy session? But no, this the 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 lyrics are really bad. Yeah, you oh, please stop it. It's like it's like Bush or something. Oh, it's not as bad yeah. as that. Babylon Zoo. Man. I watched an old episode of Top uh, of the Pops last night, right? Yeah. And it was from 95, and there was a Canadian band, and they were called Moist. Yeah. It's like one of those bands. I've never heard them before. 
Yeah, well, that's us trying to be that kind of band. And I'm glad we think? stopped trying. Oh, yeah, we, we never really went for it. Yeah, but we, we, we didn't have the resources, but, you know, we were trying for that sort of thing, and it was just horrible. We never really tried to do anything like that. A lot of these songs, you know, this is from the same batch of songs where we did Potential Bong, okay? Mm. So we were doing things like Potential Bong at the same time as things like that. Well, we were trying out new things. Like everybody try try and try different hats on, yeah. I don't think you need to be so cross with with your past self. We I know, were just but that trying is a different terrible things. Song. I know, but I don't want to listen to that again. I'm That's not. So bad. Well, I'm not going out on a limb and saying it's a undiscovered classic or something. <laughs> I'm just saying, why are you being so uptight about it? We were just doing stuff no, we at the time. Sure. I was listening to, you know, we've talked about the fact that a lot of these songs are very very short, but it was nothing to do with guided by voices because i didn't know anything about them mm. apart from the occasional song showing up on a compilation tape mm. i was really into this band called his name is alive who were on 4ad their first album was kind of like gothic folk but then the next two albums they released on 4ad mm. all the songs were incredibly short and they just kept changing all the time and i think i was trying to do that kind of thing oh do you mean by the, the whole eclectic thing yeah I think that's I think that's what I was trying to go for, mm. and it's more fun just not really having a sound, yeah, because you can just do what you like. Well, that was it, and I think I was just messing around. I had a bit of music, but I can't remember us putting a huge amount of effort into it. No. I mean, you can probably tell that, and Ugh. it's just something we had to play around with. I know, but it, I think it's a song that we worked on a bit. And we made like way better songs than that like, where we were just like messing around in five minutes. Oh yeah. I don't think I don't think we worked on it that much. Mm, anyway, it's I just really don't like it. Well that's really it. I don't like it. Mm. And this mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. <laughs> What's that from? Two thousand and one. Is it? Oh okay. It's Hal. Shall we move on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about that song. No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really Do you want to listen, it. As, you can listen to the rest of it if you want. I don't really want do you, to. because do, do, do you think the listener will want to listen to it? I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> I mean, there's got this really bad bit at the end where I hit the distortion pedal, but I think I must have been going straight into the four track because as many home recording people will know, when you put the distortion pedal on, you look at the level and you think, oh God, it's right in the double red. And then when you play it back, it's really quiet. So when I hit the distortion pedal, it's really quiet. Mm -hmm. So it's not a particularly triumphant ending. Anyway, it's a mistake. It's a youthful error. It's an example of the fact that, you know, even we, even us, we recorded some bum tracks. Even we recorded some terrible music. Yeah. Clatu Baradonicto. Yes, the day the earth stood still. Shall we go to the final song in contention? We're racing through today. I know it's 27 minutes, baby. This is, I think we need to slow down a bit. Okay. Okay. Now, this last song that we're going to talk about today is from the first months of 1996. This is actually from the last batch of Johnny Domino songs that were done just by me and you. Oh. And it's another example of me being a bit bored and writing a bit of music and recording it. I think I recorded it all and then gave it to you to write some words that fit around it. So you wrote all, you'd recorded all of the music on this? Yeah, I've got no idea how I did it. Not, none of this is me playing? No. I feel, I feel like I missed out there. I know, because there's bass, guitar. Yeah, it's like a full band thing. There's it's got drums. Like, yeah. There is a clean guitar track, a distorted guitar track, and a lead guitar track. Mm. And if I could find, actually, while I'm, while we play it, I'm going to tr look through some notes that I've actually got 
and it might tell me what's on what track. Anyway, this is a song called Prog One Sci-Fi Now. Mm. We'll talk about it in a minute.
So that was, um, I just added that by accident, the last one. I thought that was how it ended. I thought it started and ended. That would be a really good ending. Well, that's just, that's maybe that's it now. That is going to be the ending of it. I'll stick it on at the end. Mm. There you go. That is Prog One Sci-Fi Now by the Johnny Domino Band. By the Johnny Domino. I'm going to be more positive. Mm-hmm. I feel like a bit of a negative this episode. You've been really down on it. I've not been really down, but, you know, I'm going to try. I thought you were going to cry when I told you that you didn't play on that. I'm a bit sad about that. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was me drumming. Nope. So I'm going to try and be positive. And you know what? Do or do not, there is no try. Carry on. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that was me. And I've found sad man that i am i've got the original mixing um notes for that song oh please share with us please well the vocals are on track one yeah. you want to know it's yeah, a volume, well, of, it, yeah. a volume of nine yeah. um the drums which is obviously a composite track of bass and snare and then some like i must have done the tambourine at the same time as doing like the cymbals yeah what level are they on well, they're on the... It's good seven and a half. Good seven and a half. <laughs> good seven and a half. It's panned uh, around about, I'd say, half... <laughs> this podcast going down, it, oh, man. It's panned at 11.30. Um, um, I tell you, that's weird. Everything's at 11.30. That's the oh. magic. In fact, I'm not even going there because that's so oh. wrong. Anyway. We do this for every every song now. No, I can't because I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the notes, dude. I don't even okay. have the take. I don't have the four-track recorder at all, which is just yeah. so upsetting. Um, the two tracks of guitars on another one. And then, weirdly, the bass and the lead guitar are on the same track. Oh, okay. But that's how we managed to get that much music on that track. I haven't listened to that for a while, and I enjoyed mm. it. So yeah. I thought I thought that was a, an enjoyable listen of the band that we used to be. Yeah, and the title when I was thinking when I was reading the title, mm. I was thinking Prog One. That's obviously I thought that was obviously a reference to 2000 AD, the Galaxy's Greatest Comic. Yeah, which I was I've always loved because they always they always call the issues progs basically. If you didn't know, so I thought it was that, but. I don't think it is. I think I think when you gave me that piece of music, it's got lots and lots of bits in it, and I just thought it sounded a bit prog. So mm. I thought it was. I think I think I was referring really to prog, prog rock, prog. It's like our it's prog song number one, basically. Yeah, because it is a bit of a musical journey, isn't it? And it's got lots and mm. lots of bits in it that I would have never have learned. So obviously, that's. <laughs> that's why that's why it's you just why playing on it so the detective work is there right and now i can see that it was not me playing it oh, well i've just figured out where the rest of the title comes from and i don't know why because it's something that's been in my study in my office for ages and i've just sent it you on whatsapp oh yeah now it's a book called sci-fi now yeah i know uh, it's written by a man called alan frank yeah. it's published by octopus they made loads and loads of annuals mm. for you know chris around christmas and that kind of thing it's by alan frank it's 10 exciting years of science fiction from 2001 to star wars and close encounters of the third kind now whenever it came out i was banging to star wars at the yeah. time so my mom and dad obviously bought the book for me for christmas yeah then, i remember this book very clearly yeah and there's loads of pictures of women with their boobs out well that yeah i mean i did spend quite a lot of time looking at this book yeah but I think also the thing I really remember about it is that it was like one of those child sort of memories of like looking at the book and reading about films I hadn't seen and looking at the mm. pictures of these quite sort of slightly scary and disturbing films that I hadn't seen yeah, yeah. and trying to imagine what the films were like. And now I still, I mean, there are still times when I kind of watch a film, like an old 1970s sci-fi film, and mm. maybe I watch it for the first time. And it rings a bell with looking at this book. Yeah. Because yeah. it's got some great stuff in it. Mm. You're going to have to tell me what's in it because I can't remember. I haven't got right. the book. Now, let's have a look. Sorry, this is, not, this is not great audio, is it? Well, there's loads of stuff about Star Wars. Um, Logan's Run. Oh, good film. The sexiest uh, sci-fi film, apparently. Soylent Green's in there as well. What's this one? The Little Prince. No. 
the cars, the eight Paris. Never seen that. Exactly. What else have we got? But I remember the picture from the book. Zardoz. Zardoz, really weird film. Uh, Phase Four. The Exterminator. Mm. This is like a horrible one where there's a guy strapped up and he's being mad scientist. Jeffrey Palmer. Jeffrey Palmer's a mad scientist. Um, And Graham Crowden, Experiment on Malcolm McDowell in Lindsay Anderson's Oh Lucky Man. Oh, yeah. Um, Yul Brynner in Westworld. Who's that getting stabbed? You see, there was something very dark about a lot of those, like, 1970s sci-fi films before yeah. Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's got Clockwork Orange in it as well. Just turned to Disturbing that. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about how science fiction it, and, and space, it just really occupied our brains. Hmm. You know, a huge proportion of my waking consciousness was spent between the ages of, you know, six and 13, just thinking about space and the future and stuff. Mm. Do you not? Do you remember that? Yeah. It was a real thing, wasn't it? Mm. Just used to think about that stuff all the time. And the, the idea of the future being a thing. Mm. I don't want to be sad, but it's kind of like, I don't think people think like that anymore, do they? What, as in there is no future? No future. Well, people don't. I mean, people don't. Kids don't like, like obsess about the future. No. Because they're living in it. Hmm. I remember thought I remember looking at, a, at books and things, and I, I used to have a book about like you know the, what the future is going to be like, and it was like you know pictures of robots doing the washing up, and people yeah. living in underwater houses and flying cars. Mm. And where are they? I'm still waiting for the flying cars. Where's my jetpack? There was a lot of speculation, and I think it influenced our recorded output. Really? Some somehow. Well, they're definitely in some songs. You know, we always talk, you know, we were thinking about the future and singing about the future and ideas of the future and stuff. Were we thinking about the future when we did this? No. Okay. I'll turn that off then. But were we were we think were we thinking about the future in Prog One Sci Fi now, the song we've just listened to? Not really either. Not really. Well, the song's not about space or the future. The song's about, well, I remember exactly what the song's about. And I know, I remember, I remember what the lyrics about and everything. Well, well, do tell. Well, it's the, it's the key line is for Lucifer, you know, you weren't that bad. And let me lay the foundations. You know, when you spend some time with someone and you really get on with them, it's really fun, right? And then when you spend some time with someone that you really get on with, and you're under the influence of fill the gap with some kind of thing that something that affects you in a you know cycle. a mood enhancer yeah okay which may like would that whatever you like to yeah exactly right it makes it even more great fun you know I mean it's a great thing it's like it's like amazing right but then on the you know on on the flip side if you're spending time with someone that you really don't like. And you're under the influence of something in brackets, whatever, right? It's really, 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 really not fun. Mm-hmm. And that's what this song's about. <laughs> weird. Basically. What do you mean weird? No, no. Can not tell I, that I, that's what, the, if you listen to I it, had no idea what that song was about at all. No idea. It's about whatsoever. somebody turning into Lucifer. Okay. And t- telling you incredibly boring stories and going on about themselves. Cool. <laughs> I'm trying to think who that would be. Well, it's not you. No. Well, thanks. I mean, I always wonder sometimes listening to these songs. I think the music, in a way, is like a 1970s version of science fiction. You know what I mean? It's kind mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean? It's got those sort of like sleazy... Mick Ronson-esque, but a bit not Gallagher-ish lead guitar bits. I'm glad you said that because I was. Yeah, there's a bit uh, of it. I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to. Look, cards on the table. I really liked the first Oasis album, album. and I convinced myself I liked the second Oasis album for a bit, Mm. and then I realised it was rubbish. I think the country was under some kind of mass hallucination. 
at the time. Which is the Oasis song that sounds like it's completely ripped off Wham. <laughs> Do you remember? There's, there is one. Wham? Yeah, he rips off a Wham song. You're going to need to do some research on I'm that one because I've got no oh, idea. Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to look at that and I'll, we, you can drop it in for the Badaders. I'll drop it in for the Badaders. Yeah, but there totally is one. Okay. He completely rips off loads of people. Oh, yeah, obviously, but I can't remember Wham. It, it, it's there, trust me. I'd love to hear Liam Gallagher saying, you put the boom boom into my heart. It's not that one, unfortunately. <laughs> After doing a minimal bit of research online, I found out that my brother is entirely correct. There is an Oasis song that completely rips off Freedom by Wham. Uh, it's a song called Fade Away. Amazingly, it doesn't end there. There's another Oasis song where in an early form you can hear that Wham! influence even more clearly. Just a little bit of audio fun there. So I'll do it on my own is how that song ends. Yes. So kind of going back to the space song, everybody wants okay. to live together. Mm. Yeah, it's like, you know, this is like the flip side. I'll do it on my own. Let me get away from these people that are doing mm. my head in. So that's the lyrical insight. Cool. But yeah, I don't know. I like, I like that one. It's all right. It's a pretty decent song, I think. It's all right. Was, um, I think it's okay. Is it good enough to go on the best of compilation? I don't know. What do you reckon? Look, I don't. I like space. Mm. I like space, which is like such a random thing to say. But can we the, change the, the song... title of it, though? Can we change the title of space? We can change the title of can space. We? Because it makes me think of the band Space. All right, let's do a bit of revisionist. The, you call the, 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 Liverpool, the Liverpool band that did the song about Tom Jones, Tom Jones. Oh, God, I saw them, you know. Tom Jones, Tom Jones. We both did. We saw them oh, at the, 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 the Garrick. And they were playing with Catatonia. They were. It was an it was an astounding evening. There was, it was, a, there was some very cocky, very fashion conscious Liverpoolians there playing it, and they were space, and they came on first, mm. and then they were followed by another group of people, fronted by a very striking woman with a massive face. Yes, and it's Catatonia and Kedis. Yeah, and in, just in a little pub. Tiny little pub. Yeah. It was awful. It was a ter- it was one of the worst gigs I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Terrible. Okay. okay. But anyway, and, I, yeah. I, and I saw Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine. Mm. And I saw Me The Happy too. Mondays, and they were terrible as well. Yeah, we were both. both we were all of those. Yeah, well, normally you're the one who forgets that I'm there, so it's nice to get my own back. No, we were both there. But yeah, Space. Right? Mm. It reminds me of uh, Tom Jones, Tom Jones. Change, change the name. Change, we've got a deal. Right, well, go on then. Think of a name. Call it a better name and we'll put it on the best of compilation because the name's rubbish. Well, I'll do it after the moment. No, do it now. I'm not going to do it now. Think of a name. I'm going to resume the recording because we have had an off-mic discussion about what that song is going to be called and my brother has come up with the solution, which is? We're going to call it Space Bracket Everybody Wants to Live Together Close Brackets. Which is a minor thing. It's a minor thing. And, uh, you know, you, some people might be wondering why the hell am I listening to this? Pointless discussion. But I think I think it makes it better. It's on the tape. I think it makes it better. We're going to have it on the tape. I think it's a good yeah. one. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> you haven't done one of them for a while. Yeah, I'm just pausing you there. How okay. it's just pausing you there because we're gonna have got to have the end section, okay? Which right? is this could be another rambling discussion, but 
can you think of any good examples of where in sci-fi mm-hmm. and space-time movies they show popular music? Now, there's only one example. There's only one example of it that actually cuts cuts the mustard. I mean, if you talk about Star Wars, the cantina, why a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away, why are they playing kind of New Orleans, New Orleans jazz? jazz? How does that work? I don't understand that. It does kind of work, though. It, I mean, obviously it does, but especially when you're a kid, you think, wow, this is great. What a weird club. But, you know, you listen to it now and you think, it's it's kind of like if um, if you were watching the start of 2001 and all of a sudden they start playing the Beatles. Yeah. You know, that, you know they, they find the bone, they kill someone, all of a sudden they play, all you need is love. That would be completely incongruous. Yeah. But, you know, if you're talking about popular music being used in science fiction, there can only be the galactic disco scene from the TV series Book Rogers from the 25th century. I've got to. It's got to be. It's got to be that, right? There's nothing else. It's got to be. And it's a beautiful scene because Book Rogers is, he's 500 years in the future. He's a maverick. He's a maverick. He's living yeah. outside the law. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's there to kind of book the system. And and everyone's very uptight in the 25th century. And yes. He's there to kind of... He's at a trade delegation. He's at a trade delegation. Hey, let's loosen it up a little bit. And they're all dancing. They're dancing in a very weird way. And I'm I'm going off my memory here. So I think... They've got they're, spheres. They're holding, are they holding spheres? It's they're like a very spheres. ornate kind of... It's almost like medieval dancing. It is. The kind of things you would expect in a Tudor court. Yeah. Where everyone's walking around and looking at each other in very deliberate and intense and meaningful ways. Yes. And then he walks up to the musician who's playing this very stately music and he says, what does he say? Something like, can you loosen it up a little bit? Yeah, basically something like that. Something cool like that. And then he he tries to play another bit, which is very harpsichordian type mm. of music. Mm. And he said, no, no, just feel the music. And then all of a sudden it turns into some weird synth funk. It does. And then he, he, and he teaches uh, the princess, whose name I've forgotten, but she's the one that I used to fancy. He teaches her how to boogie. Princess Ardala. Princess Ardala. She was a dusky maiden. And he, show, and he shows her how to boogie. And, it's all yeah. right. and that, that scene is etched very hard into my memory. Yeah. Um, I know that you weren't like so keen on Princess Adala, were you? It was all about Wilma Deering to me. Yeah. I, I just thought, I just thought she was so cute. I think that's the difference between me and you. Anyway, that's, this is, this is turned into a very sad, it's very sad, nerdy podcast. <laughs> I think is, this is no. going to take a lot of editing. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, just tell me one more thing. What's your favourite? What's your favourite yeah. space and science fiction theme song? Come on, at a push, at a wow. push. What would you? What would you wow. choose? What? Come on, you go. There's like all. There's like a. There's a bazillion. Come on, just pick one off the top of your head. What's your favourite one? I can't what believe you didn't think about this before we started recording because obviously. Well, I don't have okay. the vision right. that you have. Well, obviously. Okay. What have you well. For? Elton John, Rocket Man, always makes Terrible. me want to cry, right? The uh, Urban Spaceman, Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, yeah, mm-hmm. cool song. Not really about space, though. Out of Space by The Prodigy, probably. Yes. That's probably my favourite one. That's one of my wife's I, I imagine you're going to say something by David Bowie, but go on, carry on. No, but that's just so obvious. You could go, you know, Starman. It's Life just so Mars. obvious. Life on Mars, Space Oddity, blah, 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 Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. Are you going to pick one? Robots, Fly to the Concords. I'd rather listen to There's a Moon in the Sky Called go. the Moon by the B-52s, which is weirdly kind of like a forgotten B-52s yeah. song because on compilations of their stuff, they have pretty much the whole of the first album Apart from that song, as well, and you know, and the cover of Downtown, which we can kind of live with. But there's a moon in the sky called the Moon is just not there, but it's absolutely one of the best tracks on the album. Well, I think I think we have uh, we've we've certainly 
exhausted the space and future theme. Well done. And yes. I think we've come to the end of the podcast today. And it's been it's been nice. I've enjoyed talking to you today. I didn't I haven't particularly enjoyed all of the music. Mm-mm. So we might have to include a banger in the next one. Oh, I think yeah. we're going to. And maybe maybe yes. even a you know some of the listeners might send something in. You never know. You keep you keep you can wonder, can't you? You can wish. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast, please like and subscribe wherever you are listening right now. And if you know somebody who would like it, please pass it on to them. If you recorded music in your youth and past and four days, please send us copies of it so we can maybe have a bit of a laugh at it and share it with the people that listen. And you could be entered into the eternal halls of the four-track gods. Yay. Hasta la vista, baby. No, can I do that again? Can I do that again? Go on. Hasta la vista, baby. You want to end it like that? Yeah. My friend, you have seen this incident based on sworn testimony. Can you prove that it didn't happen? Perhaps on your way home, someone will pass you in the dark, and you will never know it. For they will be from outer space. Many scientists believe that another world is watching us this moment. We once laughed at the horseless carriage, the airplane, the telephone, the electric light, vitamins, radio, and even television. And now some of us laugh at outer space. God help us in the future. Thank you.